Get ready to drop the puck, take a free throw, and step up to the plate. It's time for the Metro East Sports Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. From Wang Gang Asian Eats in Edwardsville, Illinois, welcome to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East. Season number four, show number 15, recorded Monday, May 8th, 2023. I'm David Leip. Big show tonight. We're going to talk McKendry basketball with head coach George Suggs, one of the tallest guests we've ever had on the show. And then we're going to have a couple incredible female athletes from Edwardsville High School, Dallas Jenkins and Caitlin Morningstar, the top two throwers in the Southwestern Conference in track this season, basketball players, and Dallas plays some volleyball too. And guest number three tonight from Granite City Women's Soccer, we've got Coach Ken Prasma, and he's bringing in his captains, Peyton Hatfield and Ella Hickam. Hickam. And I'm super excited to uh, talk Granite City Soccer tonight. But first, thanks to partners, Cassins Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams Marquee, the Blasting Game Group, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oak Brook Golf Club, Screaming Children in the Background, Viviano Heating and Air Conditioning, and of course, Wang Gang Asian Eats. Can you smell the, can you smell the uh, Chinese food, Asian food, Coach? Yeah, it smells great already. Doesn't it smell good? You got your uh, beautiful girlfriend, Alexis, here. Are you going to have some food here when you're yeah, done? Absolutely. Attaboy. Absolutely. Figure, figure make a night out of it. You ought to. Three things you can do to help. Number one, subscribe to this podcast. It's free and you'll love it. Number two, follow us in all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And if you have a story idea, email me, please, at mespdave at gmail.com. And remember, you can nominate your favorite team for Integrity Spine and Joint Center Metro East Team of the Month. Could be a park and rec team, could be a middle school team, a high school team, you name it. To nominate a team for Team of the Month, send your suggestion to mespdave at gmail.com and please put team of the month in the subject line coach suggs welcome to the show well thank you for having me i really appreciate it i've been uh actually followed the followed on twitter for a long time listen to a couple podcasts here and there particularly when i've got uh fellow mckendry folk on there so we've had uh, quite a few we've talked uh, mckendry water polo yeah. ice hockey yeah and uh what else i'm trying to think what other McKendry's have have you had coach strange for women's soccer not yet, but Not I need yet. to. Yeah, he, he'd be a great one. But uh, yeah, no, I've. Uh, it's always good to see see some Bearcat faces on uh, on Twitter and and listen in on on what they've got going on. So well, I, I appreciate you being here because I love what McKendry does. Yeah. Dan Dobbins, the president of the of the university of the college of McKendry, I talked to him personally and I said, "You got water polo, you've got." three ice hockey teams, you've got tennis, you've got all these sports, and everybody else is dropping sports, and every year it seems like you're adding sports. He's like, hey, it's our, it's our model. We bring in athletes, we bring in the numbers. It's, it's fantastic what they're doing for, for local athletes especially. It is. It, it really is a unique thing, and, and not only do we have the sports, we have champions in most of those sports. You know, our women's wrestling uh, won three straight national championships at one point. Our, our women's bowling team Won the national championship this again. year uh, again, yeah. Um, and so it's not it's not just hey we have the sport to have the right. sport we're successful in the sports, and um, yeah for for me I take a lot of pride in that too because you know as a competitor I want I want men's basketball to be up there so it, it it's a fun fun part of uh, you wouldn't think you know hey here's this small college in Illinois that's national champions in in several sports it's a it's a unique thing I, I think it makes McKendry a pretty special place. It is a special place. There's a, lot, there's a lot of good going on there in the classroom and on the athletic field. But let's talk about you for a second. You joined the staff of McKendry in 2018. What attracted you to the program? Well, if, first of all, it, it brought me back close to home. Um, you know, for me, I was looking to get into coaching, and I, I knew I wanted to be at the Division II level. That's what I played at. Um, you played in the GLVC? Yeah, I played in the GLVC at Bellarmine, and I had such a, an incredible experience as a player that, you know, I wanted to coach because I wanted other guys to get to have that experience. Um, and you scored 1,000 points in college. I did score 1,000 points. I've got the most unique 1,000-point Stat though, I have the lowest scoring average in Bellarmine history to make a thousand points. Average eight point seven a game. You scored a thousand points. Hey, a thousand points is a thousand points. points. Yeah. Good uh, for you. Don't care how you get there. And what else I notice about you is you were top five free throws. 
Yeah, and, uh, I was top 10 in free throw percentage in a season, and then I was top five all time in three-pointers made. Good for you. So yeah. you were a big man who has a nice touch on the oh, ball. Oh, absolutely. I was. Uh, that I was, how you describe I, yourself? I, I was. I think I was probably one of the only people ever to lead a league in block shots and three-point makes or three-point field goal percentage. So, pretty unique, uh, unique player. But it, it seems like that's kind of where basketball's turning these days is is big skilled guys. So I, I like it. I like it. I was ahead of my time. I think you were a well-rounded player. I never saw you play, obviously, yeah. but I'm looking at what you did. Yeah. And obviously, you're six ten. You're a big guy. Yeah. And so I see a thousand points, and you think, well, of course he scored a thousand points. He stood on the basket. He went skyhook over and over. <laughs> in fact, you shot the ball. No, and, and it started in high school, Biani. Yeah, absolutely, and that was, um, you know, I, I always thankful for my coaching and my teammates at Biani. They made me such a better basketball player. Who was your coach? Uh, Kevin Walsh. He's still there today, and and they're gonna have some really good teams over the next couple of years. His son's uh, gonna be a junior, is a lights out shooter, has already has several Division One offers, and um, no, it was really coached well, and uh, uh, you know, it's kind of the theme through my playing career was I, I had great experience with coaches and teammates that kind of led me to what what I do now. So it's uh, it's unique. Did you go from Bellarmine right to McHenry as an no, assistant coach? No. What, what was in between? Them? I'll be honest. When I when I was done playing, I I wanted nothing to do with basketball for a little bit. Um, I felt like I I felt like I had kind of given it what I had, um, and then kind of the itch to compete came back. Um, so I spent a little bit of time training um, in Louisville, um, training high school kids, train, training middle school kids, um, which is great. And, and it's fun to see kids develop. Um, it at a private academy or what? No, I, I just ran my own business doing it. Um, and and at some point I wanted the competitive part of it again. Yeah. You know, you, you, you kind of miss that part of the gearing up for games and all the preparation that goes into that. Um, as fun as it is to see kids develop and get better and get better, it's such an awesome experience. Even now, I, I'm fortunate to have that. But now I get to do the competitive part too, which is which is fun. I have the same story. I was a tennis pro, giving tennis lessons all the time. But I wanted the competitiveness from the team aspect, yeah. and that's why I got into to team coaching. Yeah. Okay, so you joined the staff in 2018, and you're coaching with a legend. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, so I was the year after um, Coach Datham left was the year I got there. Um, worked for Coach Chris Foster for three years, did two years as graduate assistant. Certainly had a lot to live up to, uh, you know, coming off of a, a career where the guy had, had been the head coach for over 50 years and right. won thousands and thousands of games. Um, you know, you're trying to step in and kind of cement a little bit of your own legacy and, and build a program. And, um, you know, really when I got there, my goal was just to – let me let me be great at what I can do. Let me just you know, and I so it started as graduate assistant and did two years of that, and then I was one year as the assistant coach. And same mindset was it was during COVID, so it was just hey, what a weird opportunity. Let me just try to do what I can with it. Oh um, yeah, that's right. So you're right yeah. when you get started, you're right in the middle of all that yeah. craziness. Yeah. So you know, as far as you know, really trying to build up the program. You know, our first year we were nine and eighteen, and and really struggled, which um, w was took a lot uh, to kind of get over that hump. And then the next year we went 15 and 13, recruited a lot of local guys and started to build up our program. And then we were ready to make a huge jump and then COVID hits. And uh, then our season's disjointed. We, we still make the conference tournament for only the second time ever since being division two. Um, and we were really proud of that, but it, it felt like, you know, COVID, like many people, COVID had kind of taken something from us. Um, and then the last two years I've been head coach and um, man, what a, roller coaster ride uh, getting here, but um, I'm so fortunate to have really awesome players, uh, really awesome staff around us, um, assistant coaches who make me better and make me look good. And um, it's uh, it's been quite the journey and quite the process. And certainly this year, we kind of saw the fruit of all the work that went into it. So I'm really proud of what we've done. Let's talk about this season. What would you take away from it? What oh, would you remember? I call them the team of firsts. We've we pretty much everything we did was the first time we had ever done it at McKendry. First so. level, first ever GLVC conference win yep. over Quincy University. Yeah, yeah. So we we got our first conference tournament win. We got our first tournament championship win. First ever berth in the NCAA tournament. First win in the NCAA tournament. Made it all the way to the Sweet Sixteen and. Um, Man, it was such a wild ride because I, I, we lost our first two games of the year, and I remember being in the locker room telling guys, 
hey, we want to be really good in February and March. Let's just be really good in February and March and kind of keeping a growth mindset over the course of the year where, man, we were up and down, up and down, up and down. And then to, to finally see it kind of all come together at the right time was so special because we had a group of guys that kept on believing, okay, we, we're capable. Um, and having that in the back of your head, even when you're struggling, means that you're going to get somewhere. And so they, they kept working, and it, man, did it come together at the right time. Great group of guys. Who were the leaders on this team this year? Yeah, so, so we had, I mean, several great guys, a, a couple local guys. So, so Luke Hensler was an Oakville grad um, who did one year at SWIC and then three years with us. Um, he, he was awesome for us because he, he, we brought in some really good players this year. Um, and he, his role changed over the course of the season, and he was a guy who had been around for a while and, um, and bought into this very unique defensive stopper role at the end of the year that helped us win a lot of games. Um, so Explain he, that role for a second. You know, so, so uh, he started, I think he may have started every game for us last year. He started our first two this year, and then we decided to go in a different direction, start, start a, a younger guy. So he, then he was coming off the bench. And it took him a while to figure out where he fit. Um, and Luke, you know, when he got to us, was 6'9", 180 pounds, soaking wet. I mean, it was skinny as could be. What really tough to, at our level for that guy to guard really anybody. Um, and then by the end of this season, we had him guarding some of the best players in our league, guards, bigs, everybody. He had just kind of found, okay, I can do this. This is where I can help our team win. And I think that was such a key thing, seeing a guy who had had success a year ago, had you know really high hopes coming into the season for his individual opportunity, to see him at the end of the year buying into, okay, I'm going to just do whatever I can to help us win, I think was awesome for everybody to see. So seeing your senior leader, one of your older guys, a guy who's been in the program for a long time, buy into, hell, I just want to win. That's really good for you. Um, really unselfish. Incredibly, incredibly, and I, you know, I love him to death for that. One of the first kids I ever recruited to McKendry, and um, to see him kind of come full circle, and now he's he's actually, you know, getting an apartment in Lebanon, uh, looking for jobs around the area, and, and is going to have a ton of opportunities. Smart, smart kid. What did he study? Uh, he studied computer science, um, so he's gonna he's gonna do. He's just not fine. gonna have any problems he's, finding he's a job. He's far smarter than I am. But good, uh, for, good for you, good for him. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see what the future holds for him. He's graduating, and then um, our one of our other seniors who actually came in with one year and transferred in, uh, which heck, that's the way the world works now. But transferred in from uh, Asbury College in Kentucky. So uh, originally were um, NAI and then transitioned to Division Three while he was there. Um, scored over 1,500 points in his career there. Was an incredible player, averaged about 18 points per game. Um, and then came to us with just one year. Um, you know, kind of a free agent, you know, let's bring this guy in. And he, if I could coach that kid for the rest of my life, I would. I mean, truly one of the best competitors I've ever seen. One of those guys that when the game's about to start, there's the kind of look in his eye like, okay, I'm here. Um, and talk about a guy who played like he cared. You could just see it in the way he competed. He, he had invested everything he could into it. And so the, the juxtaposition of those two guys, you got, on one hand, you've got this guy who was here for actually did a total of four years because he used his COVID year in Luke um, and had to buy into this unique role of a defensive stopper and kind of figure it out, um, but was such an awesome leader for our younger guys and, and helped us win a championship. And then you've got this one-year guy who all he had was one opportunity to kind of prove he could do it at this level. And he comes in and absolutely gives us everything he could for a full year, um, battled through some injuries and, and had a really successful postseason and um, is going to enjoy a really successful playing career overseas, I think, when, when it's all said and done. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. You've got some good good new players coming in yeah. next year. I've noticed – a couple of your recruits. Talk about the, the kids you've got coming to join yeah. the Bearcats next year. Yeah, so we've got four guys signed right now. Um, the first first one that signed, and, and this is really unique for Division II, um, Grant Fridley out of Westland High School committed to us, I think, in November of his junior year, which for Division II, that just doesn't happen in men's basketball. You know, guys play out their summers and see how it goes all the way into the fall, and and kind of keep an eye out, okay, maybe there will be Division One stuff. Then once they don't get Division One offers, then they come and, oh, okay, well, McKendree looks pretty good now. 
He knew um, he wanted McHenry all along. Yeah, he knew he knew right away. Um, which which uh, we talk a lot about as a staff is when guys know they want to be here, you're going to be successful with them. Um, you're not going to get well. You know, okay, I guess I'll go there because they're buying in wholeheartedly, and he's he's been that way for a while. Um, He's already bugging me about, hey, when can I start lifting with a strength coach? When can I get in there this summer, which is awesome. Um, so he was the first one to sign. The second one was a, a kid named Jacob Fredrickson, who is out of, uh, uh, went to Central Harden High School in, uh, in Kentucky. Um, big 6'8 kid. I think he's going to be really good for us. Super skilled. Um, I, again, another kid that, you know, when it came down to it, he was all in on us. Um, and, and again, I, I think that's the best way you can be successful, especially these days where college basketball feels a little bit transient and we're bouncing around and seeing if we like it first. Um, the transfer portal has changed everything. It has changed everything. Um, and so to have two freshmen like that is really good. And then McGrady Noyes um, out of Triad committed to us uh, a few weeks ago, and we're super excited about him. His best basketball is ahead of him, and he's already been, been playing some really good basketball. Um, so we're excited about the opportunity to have three really good freshmen coming in, all three guys that, man, are like McKendry guys, want to be there. Um, and especially when you're recruiting freshmen, that's what, that's what you got to find. you got to find guys that are going to be committed to your program and not just, oh, well, they like the bells and whistles of the program. Um, and you're going to get people who follow those athletes with, from their high schools oh, absolutely. That, that follow them to – to McKendry, yeah, and that's going to be good for your fan base, yeah. You know, right? Are, do you feel like your is the fan base growing? Yeah, absolutely, and that and that's been really intentional for us. I mean, even back to when I was a, an assistant, was you know when we when we got there, they they had not been recruiting a lot of local guys. Uh, I think we had three guys kind of from within an hour um, of McKendry. I think two years ago it was up to ten guys great. locally. That's um, great. And, and so we've been really intentional about that. You know, we had two guys from Nashville starting for us a lot last year. Um, Luke from Oakville, uh, Caleb Zerlini from Modern Day. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's certainly helped our crowds. It's also just, it, it builds community. Um, it's fantastic. You know, when you take guys that bounce around and aren't attached to the community and especially uh, in an area that loves its basketball like sure. this one, you, you want to take advantage of that. So we've been very intentional about going out and recruiting, recruiting local guys. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah. On, on behalf of the yeah, Metro absolutely. East, I, I really appreciate it. Okay, I've got a couple more questions for you, but I want to thank partner Cassens Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, the number one place to purchase a vehicle in the Metro East. If you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned car, check out Casson's Inventory in person where they've been for 25 years or online at Casson's.com. Casson's has earned the highest ratings for customer service. Their expert staff is committed to making your car buying experience enjoyable, including convenient on-site financing. I've purchased four vehicles there, and I will not buy a car or a truck or a minivan or anything anyplace else. With over 80 years of experience in the Metro East, Cassens is the clear-cut leader for quality, service, and customer satisfaction. Go see Steve, Cliff, Holly, Greg, Bob, Mike, or Trent today. And Andy Calloway of Calloway Home Loans saves me money every month now, and he'll save my family thousands in the long run. How? He refinanced my existing mortgage, and he can do the same for you. Rates are all over the place, but you need to take advantage of an easy, fast, and affordable way to refinance. They do conventional FHA and VA loans, and ask for the MESP special. If you refinance with Andy, he will donate $500 to the Metro East High School or Junior High or Collegiate, team of your choice. He'll give 500 bucks to McKendry Water Polo. I don't know how the horses swim, but he'll do it. Or he'll give $500 to McKendry Basketball. You name it. It's your choice. Just call Andy today at 618 830 Three 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 two. Save money and support your favorite team in the Metro East. Okay, Coach Henson, your hockey coach. Yeah, yeah. He gets these kids to come play hockey at McKendry from all over the world. Yeah. And so I asked him, "How do you? What do you say to these kids?" And he goes, "I tell them that I sent my kids to McKendry," and I thought that yeah. was pretty powerful. Yeah, absolutely. So you're getting good kids. What do you tell them? You know, again, it's. Um, I think. I think the really nice thing for us is um, 
our biggest sell is the guys we already have, right? So it, it was really hard early on as we're trying to build up a program, right? We weren't a destination, right? We're coming off a 9-18 and 18 season. There aren't people, you know, beating down our door to come be Bearcats. Um, you know, the, the thing that we've been very intentional about is recruiting the right kind of people. Um, and so now that's, that's our guys recruit each other, right? So, so What does that mean? So really, when we bring a kid on campus, um, you know, I mean, of course, they get to know us, right? We go through the, all the reasons they'll be a great player in our system and all, all the things that, that make us unique and, and the way we play and our style and all that. But at the end of the day, I, I tell them to go spend time with our guys. Go spend time with guys on the team, be in the locker room with them, play with them, spend time with them because at the end of the day, those are the guys they're going to end up spending most of their time with. And if you can't get along with our guys, you ain't going to get along with anybody. So you're not the right guy anyway. So to me, it, it, it's one, it's our greatest selling point, and it's a great test for is this the right kind of person? And I'll, I'll talk to a, a bunch of our older guys after we have a kid on a visit. It's, hey, is he one of us? Does he fit in? You know, do you think he's our guy? Um, and I'll either get, yeah, coach, I think he's great. You know, he's a great fit, good guy, I like talking to him. Or, nah, coach, he ain't, he ain't the right guy. So what are the kind of guys that fit in? You know, I, I think the nice thing is, so, you know, our style of play offensively, we, we really share the ball. Um, and so, so it, it almost weeds guys out already. Um, and so, so if you have a selfish bone in your body, you're not going to like playing for me because that's just not what we do. We don't, we don't just put our head down and dribble, dribble, dribble until you go try to find an opportunity for you to score. We don't run plays for one guy every time down the floor and everybody else just kind of plays off of them. Um, we really share the ball. So, so the awesome thing is when we show guys film, you can tell pretty quickly either they're eager about like, yeah, I want to play that way. That's my style. That's who I am. Or they say, no, uh, that, that, that ain't me. Is your style a product of the guys you have on the team? I mean, what if you yeah. had one guy yeah. who was like, well, and and, LeBron. and and we and we have had one guy, you know. So the last couple of years, Bryce Boltman's been one of the best players, not just in the league but in the country. Um, and this year, he's coming off a year last year where he averaged 19 a game. Right, is kind of the who we are. We shared the ball, but he ended up scoring a lot of the points for us. Um, and then this year, we we had uh, we had four guys averaging double figures, um, and he actually was our second leading scorer. Wow. Um, because again, we we, rec we recruit guys that are willing to do that, right? Bryce was happy to take a back seat if it meant us winning more games. So, um, you know, it, our style really, and it, so we run a five out motion. We really, uh, there's more player movement and ball movement than there is dribbling. Um, and what that leads to is it looks different game to game. It looks different year to year, right? Because we aren't just calling a play, we run that. Um, maybe make one read off of what the defense does, and that's it. That's all our guys do the whole time they're on the floor is reading the defense, reading each other, and playing basketball. So, um, you know, game to game, we'll have uh, two completely different leading scorers. Our, our third leading scorer, Caleb Zerlini, actually, he was our fourth leading scorer this year. Had a week this year where he was the Division II National Player of the Week because he had 26 and 12, and then he had 36 and 10. Because Caleb was the guy that week, right? That's just how people were guarding us at the time. And so, um, you know, again, it, it breeds this unselfishness into it um, that starts all the way when we start recruiting guys is, hey, do you like the way we play? Because if you don't, then this probably isn't the right place for you anyway. And so I think it, ge it gives us a pretty good look at kind of who guys are early on, uh, gives us an idea of kind of their character and, if you're willing to buy into what we do um, and commit to us, then I think you're probably the right guy. I'm ready to play for you. Hey, I like it. This, like this it. motion, five man, everybody's moving around. We pass the ball. Because yeah. you're only supposed to dribble when, when you're trying to go score, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's absolutely. a big thing. So when you, watch kids, when you watch kids play, you see too much dribbling in the game today? Yes, yes. And, that, and that, it, that's the hard part about um, – you know, recruiting is because we play that way. It's really hard for me to evaluate guys that okay, that guy can play our way because I go watch these summer games and oh my gosh, the I'm surprised the balls have air in them. <laughs> uh, you know, and so when I do see a guy that really does move it, 
a guy that is willing to make that one dribble pitch to the open guy when the defense helps, I'm all over him because those guys are pretty unique these days. Um, and so, so, you know, I do think the game is moving back towards a little bit more movement, a little bit more passing, a little bit more. But there's a lot of people who only watch the Steph Curry highlights where he dribbles between six guys and then, then Shoots it. gets back to the three-point line and gets his feet ready. They don't see when he does give the ball up how he moves and reads and plays. and They don't watch those highlights. Those don't make it on ESPN. So um, I think that's the challenge with basketball culture today is uh, we kind of glorify the highlight, which the highlight is most often these heroic plays that these unbelievable players make. Well, uh, my guys aren't good enough to, to make those <laughs> plays, so I'm just going to put them in positions where, where they can be successful. What game do I need to go to next year? Oh, man. The Metro East Sports Podcast needs to officially attend or or record, do a show at a game. That would be great. Um, Man. Who's the big rival that you most want to beat at home? What's the big atmosphere? I'm going to end up giving them some bulletin board material or something. You know uh, know it's going to be a good game. That's all you're saying. I think think when we host Umsel next year, that's a good one. That'll be a good one. Yeah, so we, we lost to them the first game at home in the regular season. We beat them at the end of the regular season to just get in the conference tournament. And then we beat them in the conference tournament championship. And then they beat us in the in the Midwest Regional. They advanced to the Elite Eight uh, beating us. So I, I think we'll have some guys pretty eager to play Umsel this year, this coming year. Brennan Weller? Yeah, Brennan Weller. Brennan Weller. Friend of the show? He, yeah, he's going to have some opportunities to play next year. For my uh, former student of, yeah. of mine also and his yeah. uh, along with his sister Emerson. So, yeah, that'll be a game I come to. That'll Perfect. be good. I'll Perfect. be. I'll want to see some good basketball that go. night. There we go. Well, Coach, it was certainly a pleasure having you on the show tonight, screaming babies and, and, <laughs> and Wayne Gang food going on uh, next to us. But you, I appreciate you coming, man. Well, thank you. You rolled with the punches really well. well I, so did I, you. I think it's all under control, man. It's, think, as long as you're in charge, I, I trust it. I, I think it's. It. I, I think it's been a good night, and I appreciate your positive vibe, and I can see why the kids want to come play yeah. for you. Well, thank you, know you so I mean? much. That means a lot. That means right. a lot. I appreciate you having me. Coach Suggs, George Suggs from McKendry via Viani mm-hmm. and Bellarmine. Yep. Did I say that? Bellarmine? Bellarmine. Bellarmine. And Louisville. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you working with athletes from St. Xavier down there in Louisville? A couple St. X guys, yeah, yeah. We make yeah. a lot of tennis trips down there. There you so. go. There All you right, go. Coach, thanks so much for coming yeah, on. Thank you. See ya. EHS track throwers, Dallas Jenkins and Caitlin Morningstar up next. But first, if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Metro East on the Illinois or the Missouri side, please give our partners at Keller Williams and Marquis, Jeb and Ginger Blassingame, the chance to serve you. They've got offices in Waterloo, O'Fallon, and Edwardsville with more than 165 agents. The Blassingames are a family-owned business that has helped over 11,000 families find just the right home. The Lipes are one of those families. Jeb and Ginger sold our house quickly because they're experts at staging and pricing, and they helped us find the perfect home, and they can do the same for you. No wonder they've been ranked in the top 10 real estate teams in North America. Give Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game a call at 618-578-9276 or check them out online at blastinggamegroup.com. You will not be disappointed. All right, ladies. True story. I'm out at the tennis courts last week, and the girls are having the Southwestern Conference track meet. And I keep hearing first and second in the shot put, Morningstar and Jenkins, Edwardsville. Congratulations. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Welcome to Wang Gang. (laughs) I love it here. Thank you. Throwing season, one and two in the conference for shot and disc, right? Mm -hmm. Has that ever happened before? I don't think it's happened before now. First and second. Yeah. That's a big deal. Is this what you expected? Um, yeah, I think we both expected it. Um, shot was has been hard. Well, both of them have been hard this year because of Granite City. But yeah. Granite City st- stepped it up this year? Right. They, have this they were one near. girl that they've been have. I've had her on the show. Really? Yep. Had her on the show last year. Yeah, so she's consistently been good. But, um, I mean, they weren't there, so it was a little bit easier for us to take one and two at that meet. And how was your performance at the meet? Was it best personal record or not? Um, for shot put and discus, it wasn't a PR for me, but I got pretty close to both of them. My 
I just got a new PR within the 40s, so I just hit that again, but it was it was like 0.4 off, but pretty close to my PR, but not a PR. Um, shot put, I hit state qualifying, but it was still under my PR, and then for discus, I had a two-meter PR. It was my best throw. Good for you. How would you describe your season thus far? Caitlin, start with you. Um, I feel like it started out it started out really good at the triangular meet, which is a pretty small meet. And then I kind of got into a little a little bit of a throwing slump with both shot put and discus. But then throughout the like last three meets it's been it's been really good and I've been hitting a new high average for um discus and shot put. So going into sectionals, I feel like that's a really good um, place to be, just like at the top of your game um, towards the end of the season. Feeling good. Yeah. Sectionals is this weekend. Yeah. Awesome. Really excited for that. How about you? Um, it started off really rough for me, to be completely honest. I was coming off of uh, having mono for over a month, so I didn't really do anything. You were um, sick to start. Yeah, I was sick. Um, so it started in indoor, and I it's a lot harder, which is weird. It doesn't seem like it would be, but... I think mentally I wasn't really there in the beginning. Um, but once I Understandably. That, yeah. Um, but starting out outside, um, I kind of – I got to my peak at the end of the season last year, and I wasn't there at the beginning of the year this year. And so it was kind of hard for me to see that and not get back to where I was. But um, the past three weeks have been really good for me. I've hit PRs in both of them. And I think I'm just improving my technique overall and getting better overall. So New head girls track coach and uh, – Tavon Landry. Yes. Right? Yeah. Tough tough as seniors to have a brand new first year track coach? Um, I mean, I guess, but he doesn't really coach us right. like at all. We're so never really around him. Yeah. So. so who is it, Jake Foster? No, it's um, Who's the throws coach? Henderson. Jake coach Henderson. Henderson. Okay. Yeah. Good. So she's been the one she's been like the only coach out of all of the event coaches that has stayed with us through our four years at EHS. Oh, good. And all the other ones have been like switching up, like the jumps, the distance, the head coach, they've all like changed up. But thankfully for us, we've had her all four years. So you, that's cool. You guys have both thrown together all this time and you've pushed each other and helped each other. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. How did you get started in throwing? Dallas, start with you. Actually, I tried my eighth grade year, got shot down by Foster. He thought I just wanted to hang out with my friends, and so I didn't actually. So he cut throw. you? Yeah, kind of. I guess. I mean, I was on the tra- I was on the track team, but I didn't throw. And um, the last week, he let me throw just for fun, and I ended up hitting state qualifying, but I couldn't go because I I there was already two people who had hit it. So wow. Yeah. Um, what so a then, story. I know. And then freshman year, I threw, obviously, but then COVID happened. So my first real year of competing was my sophomore year. Okay. You just tried it. You just just always looked like fun to you. Yeah. I mean, like, I already did track, didn't like running. So I, like, field events were kind of already what I ran to. So. Okay. How about you? Um, I started in eighth grade, and that was the first year I did track. And I ran, and I jumped, and I threw. And I went to state my first year, so that was like coming off a high. So then going into high school, freshman year we didn't have a season, unfortunately. And then, um, yeah, all the past two years, three years have just been pretty good. So people forget that this year's senior group is the group of kids that didn't get a freshman year Correct. of, yeah. of sports, which is really kind of a drag. And then yeah. your sophomore year, it was kind of a – Modified. Modified season. Yeah, we had to wear masks the whole time. Yeah. 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 So then last year was your first real season, and then you got this season. So yeah. you ever feel like you kind of got cheated out of half your high school career? Definitely. Yeah, a little bit, I feel like. Well, at least it's prom weekend, and you're you're getting a normal prom. How does that sound? And you're getting a normal sectional this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, It feels pretty good, especially to not really have a true one. Besides last year, to not really have a true, like, sectionals or, like, prom or pretty much, like, high school life. It feels good to, like, get back into the groove and, like, kind of feel what we did last year, too. Last year, you finished fifth at state? Sixth. Sixth at state. Yeah. What are you looking forward to this year in your postseason, Caitlin? Um, coming off of sixth and then seventh the year before. I, de- I definitely want to get top three this year, and I feel like I'm definitely capable. So setting those high standards for myself, I feel like it will push me um, throughout sectionals and the state meet. How about you? What are you looking forward to this, uh, this postseason? Um, I've been in track since sixth grade and never made it to state. So my first goal is to make it there. But um, I would like to get to finals at least, make it to finals. And I am capable of being top five, but I'd have to be on, like, I'd have to do my best and it'd have to be consistent. So All right. it's totally possible, though. Yeah. 
We believe in you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I'm going to rewind the clock. Dallas Jenkins, three-sport athlete at Edwardsville High School. And a lot of people will tell you, you can't play three sports at high school anymore. How were you able to do this? Um, it just so happened that my main, my main three sports didn't overlap, so I got really lucky in that department. But Volleyball, basketball, track. Right. Um, so one in each season. I never really get a break unless the coaches <laughs> let me have a few days before my next tryout. But, um, I mean, I, it was manageable, obviously, because they didn't overlap. The only thing I really missed was, like, preseason for some of the – like basketball, I didn't do preseason because volleyball was went through it. And then track, I obviously missed all of the indoor preseason things because of basketball. So that was really the only thing I missed out on. Kept you busy in high school. Yeah, definitely. I bet it would feel strange for you to not go home and not have a sport. Oh, right? 100%. I think about it all the time, how people like Wednesdays have given me kind of a sense of going home because we leave earlier and come back at 2 for practice. That's like the only time I think I've ever left school and gone home and not gone to a practice of some sort. Okay, so between the two of you, you're, you're very busy girls because obviously you're a two-sport athlete yeah. in a basketball and, uh, and track. Basketball season, what will you girls remember about this last, your senior season of basketball? Let's start with you, Caitlin. Um, I feel like just being in that senior role, it really showed me like how to be a good example for the younger girls because it just takes a lot like mentally and physically to just have to go through all four years and then to finally be a senior and just like experience that. And it, you just kind of have to learn how to be a leader and just um, lead your team the best you can. How do you lead? What does it mean to be a leader? What did you learn about being a leader? I learned like being a good role model and definitely having a good attitude every day, even at practice and all the games. Like even if when people get down, like you have to just bring them up. And I feel like that's the example of a good leader. What are you going to remember? Um, I feel like what she said about the mental and physical aspect of basketball. Basketball is a really long season and it's hard enough on its own. But being a senior, it's a lot different. You have a lot more spotlights on you. A lot of more people like depend on you, especially the younger girls. But I think um, us specifically this year, we had to kind of form our team from the ground up. Coming off of the three D one athletes we lost yeah, last year, no kidding. Um, we had to work to we had to learn how to mesh together and like use each other to our advantage. And volleyball. That seems like a like a lifetime ago for you, right? Oh, I yes, I actually like I see the girls on the team and I forget that it was this year. Like it seems so long ago. I bet. Okay, next year, what are you guys looking forward to? Who's you're not committed at this point? Yeah, I'm uncommitted right now. Where do you where are you looking? Do you, any ideas? And are you? Thinking that you want to continue to compete or not? Not sure. Yes, no, maybe. I definitely want to compete in um, track and field okay. next year to throw in college. Um, not necessarily basketball because that was just like I felt like that basketball was more a fun thing like with my friends and like Dallas obviously. But um, for discus, I feel like it's really personal, like individual that I really want to um, continue in college. And discus is your throw of choice, not yeah. shot. Yeah, I like this. What about hammer? Have you ever done that? I haven't tried it, but I think I might start practicing it in the next few weeks cool yeah i think it's cool to get used to yeah how about you what's your next move um i'm going to mizzou on an academic scholarship um but i've recently um considered reaching out to the coach to walk on to the track team so um i think last year and this year combined track has just been probably my most successful sport and i really do enjoy it like she said um Volleyball, I do love, but basketball in particular, I did solely for my friends, <laughs> and um, I definitely won't be continuing that, but track in itself, I've just always enjoyed. I enjoy practice. I enjoy getting better. I enjoy the grind that you have to put in, and I think I'd enjoy doing it in college. What about golf? <laughs> um, play I any used, golf? I used to do it with my dad a couple years hey. ago. Same, I kind of want to do it again, actually. You should. We should you, golf sometime. You got <laughs> Dallas. That could be your fourth sport. Oh, fourth sport athlete. Perfect. All right. If you're gonna play golf, you got to go to Oak Brook Golf Club, located northeast of Edwardsville, Illinois. Oak Brook Golf Club is a family-owned, 27-hole public golf facility. Their goal is to offer the highest quality golf experience for a reasonable fee. Oak Brook is consistently recognized for awards such as friendliest staff best course to host a fundraiser, and best senior scramble in the bi-state area. From fundraisers to leagues to instruction to an afternoon out on the links by yourself or with your buds, the Brook wants to win your business. I've personally played and hosted multiple golf scrambles there, and I can attest Mike Surrey and his staff are the best. 
to book your tea time or to start organizing your next fundraising scramble, give them a call at 656-5600 or check them out online at oakbrookgc.com. I can't tell if that baby's happy or miserable. What do you think? I can't tell. I think that baby's happy. I think it started miserable and now it's happy. Really? Yeah. How can you tell? I don't know. The pitch. All right. Oh, true. Well, <laughs> so you don't know where you're going to land next year. It could be anywhere in the country. You might be, you're going to be at Mizzou, Dallas. Caitlin, you're not sure where you're going to be. Mm-hmm. You girls have had phenomenal careers at EHS in the classroom and in your various sports. What are you going to miss? And remember about EHS. <laughs> Let's get all sentimental. Come on, you've only got like eight days of school left. Um, I personally love uh, a certain amount of, like some teachers there. I'm definitely going to miss some teachers, the relationships I've built with them, definitely. Mr. Leib. <laughs> um, I also will miss the sports. I, I love sports with everything in me, and I'm definitely going to miss having a year full of sports, like different variety, playing the sports I love. And, just and you've played for great coaches. I have. I really so that's have. the thing is you have to be fortunate. When I think about the coaches that you've played for, you've played for some, for some great people. Yeah, I have. I'm going to miss them too as people, as coaches. The way that I've grown throughout all these years with them is crazy. And, um, yeah, sports will probably be the thing I miss most, but um, I'll also miss, you know, the regular high school experience, dances and all of those, like, spirit weeks and everything. Like so, yeah, because not only were you involved in sports, but I feel like EHS is a, is a high school that's really into the sports, too. It yeah. is. So yeah. it wasn't just that you played and the high school gave you some support. I feel like the high school supports boys, boys sports and girls sports. Yeah. Maybe you don't get as many fans at a girls' basketball game as you do a boys' basketball game, but I think the school supports it the same. But at least that's – I coach a boys' team and a girls' team. How about you? What are you going to miss? Um, I feel like I'm just definitely going to just miss, the, like, socialization of every day of school and just, like, being with my friends, like, that often. And I know that's not, like, something to take for granted. And especially just being in a sport year-round, too, I feel like just being around my friends even more just makes it easier to – um, make connections with them, and I'll probably just miss that the most. You're going to have fun, though. Mm-hmm. But you're going to miss Dallas. <laughs> I will. You've played a lot of seasons with her. I have. Even in middle school? Yes. Yeah. Middle school, yeah. high school, track, basketball? Correct. What's it been like playing with her? Uh, it's been amazing. I feel like we kind of just pushed each other through all four, five, six, seven years, I guess, of yeah. middle school and high school. And I feel like it's just really cool to see how each of us have grown into the people that we are today and just, like, can continue to push each other. So That was nice because you told me you weren't going to miss her at all. Oh, yeah. Oh, what are you really? Gonna, just kidding. What are you going to miss about Caitlin? <laughs> um, I am going to miss how we push each other. I mean, I've always – we've known each other for a really long time. We have been good friends for a long time. And I'm interested to see how we both um, continue our – career in either college or um, in track in general. <laughs> How about that? Ryan O'Day, the proprietor, just, just brought you a milkshake right from Chappie's next door. Oh. How about that? Ryan, you want to join us here? Sure. Let's have a seat. Oh, my God. Can I take a bite? Put the he- yeah, yeah, try it. it. What okay, is it? Great. What do you got there? I don't know. Hola, amigos. Good to see you. Ryan O'Day, the, the, the kingpin here at Wang Gang. How is that? Amazing. A nine out of ten. Nine out of what? Yeah. Ten out of ten. I think you meant to say ten. I meant to say nine. <laughs> so you hear the ad, four out of five dentists agree. Where's the other dentist? Why doesn't that dentist agree? I don't understand. Right. Just being obstinate, I think. Four out it of five dentists. It looks good. Dentist. It looks like you're crushing it. it. Ten. What is it? I think it's vanilla. Yeah. Vanilla. It's got some chocolate, uh-huh. chocolate on top chips, and whipped yeah. cream. Best milkshake in the planet, and you are crushing it, girl. <laughs> How are you doing, Mr. O'Day? Living it up. Summertime's here. School's out. So there you go. The Sports. restaurant is packed. It's packed. <laughs> I think it's screaming. Monday night. Is it screaming baby night? Uh, that $5 Moscow mules. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to make a baby scream. It's going to make a baby go to sleep. <laughs> All right, girls. Well, thanks so much for coming by. Thank and you for uh, me. Man, boy, it's great, great to see you. I sure loved having you in, in class. And so this is the part where I ask you, what do you remember about Sports and Lit? I remember Come on. analyzing those poems. That was my least favorite thing that we did. Well, who was your research paper on? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I can't believe you spent oh, two Rocky mo- Blyer. Rocky Blyer. There you hey, go. Thousand yards from Vietnam to the Super Bowl. That's good for you. Good thank job. You. Caitlin's looking off into space. She's trying, well, to, trying real hard to remember. 
The guy that went. That guy, <laughs> guy. that. The friendly fire. Pat Tillman. That. Yep, that one. Yep. Glad to see you that remembered all of it. <laughs> I remember everything. No Dennis Rodman. No Dennis Rodman on the uh, on the uh, research projects. I try to give him some somebody somewhat inspiring. So, uh, all right, ladies. Well, thanks so much for coming by, and don't forget that Wang Gang is the perfect destination before the prom this weekend. Good okay. Great food, Big time. Great service, Mr. O'Day. Will make sure you have an awesome time here before you go off to the prom. Perfect. Perfect. All right, thanks, ladies. Thank you. No problem. A lot of screaming kids here in Wang Gang tonight, <laughs> ladies. But uh, it's ha- I'm really happy to have. Ryan O'Day with more treats here for the Granite City Soccer ladies. We've got Peyton Hatfield and Ella Hickam and Coach Ken Prasma, former fire chief in Granite City. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thank you. Guys are having a great year this year. Yeah, the girls are playing well. Uh, We have a lot of seniors, and uh, they feel like it's time to step up and play their best before they go on to bigger and better things. How long have you been the soccer coach there? I've been the head coach since 2012, uh, but I've actually been involved in, in the coaching at the soccer, at Granite City Soccer since 2004. Class of 77, a former soccer player yourself? Yes, is sir. That what, is that what my researcher, my crack researcher, Connor Hinterser, tells me? So fun for you to coach at your alma mater? Absolutely. Uh, being under Coach Baker, it was, uh, it was a pleasure to be coached by him and he has so many former players that are involved in coaching, whether it be in college or high school, uh, and it's a, it's a it, it means a lot to have him come around and every once in a while and talk to the girls. Uh, we had him there a couple of years ago, and I've also heard yesterday that he's going to come up and watch our game in Quincy. So, yeah, it it, it means a lot to be at Grand City and, and coaching soccer still. Cool guy. One of the uh, one of the first legends that I had on the show was Coach Gene Baker. And uh, as an English teacher and a coach myself, man, I hung on every word. He's a super cool guy, and I remember him from high school. And I, I appreciate what you're saying there. Okay, let's welcome to the show a couple of your ladies, and these are team captains, right? Yes, sir. Peyton Hatfield, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And Ella, welcome to the show. Hickam. Thank you. Thank you. All right. How's the season going, girls? really good <laughs> yeah that's what it looks like to me every time i get on on twitter things are going well yeah. how would you describe it um i guess it's just fun like i'm genuinely just having fun every game playing with the girls <gasps> whoa playing with now, the girls i love the most and we're doing better than i expected to you guys are doing you, you're having a phenomenal year what's been the secret of the success this year coach I really do believe that, uh, you know, the seniors have taken the younger kids in, uh, kind of brought them along. I think they, the, the older girls seem to know that when you play as a team, you can play a lot better. And, and they kind of reinforce that when they step on the field, even in practice. Uh, they kind of keep them all together, keep them in line. Obviously, as you come in as a freshman and sophomore, uh, or even sometimes as a junior, um, you know, they think it's a little bit more fun, uh, but they've taken it a lot more serious because they, they actually know that they're, they are a talented group. Ella, what uh, – sorry. <laughs> Peyton, how would you describe the success of this season? To what do you attribute – sorry, Peyton. I would say that we just work, like, really well together. I've been playing with most of these girls since I was, like, really little. Like, they were my first soccer team ever. So it's really exciting just, like, playing with them, and I'm having a lot of fun. And you girls are both tennis players, too. When did you start playing tennis? Sophomore year. Yes, we both started our sophomore year. I made her come out and try tennis. And now it's fun, something that you continue to do? Now we're both technically retired, though. Yeah, we're retired. Okay, and you're both committed to playing next year. Ella's going to play at UMSL? Yes. Is that what I've seen? Yes. And Peyton, you're committed to Lindenwood? Yes. What are you looking forward to? Why did you pick those schools? Um, I just loved the coach and, like, the atmosphere she brought to the game of soccer for me and just, like, the home environment there. Like, I'm just really excited to go play there for the next four years. Any idea what you're going to study? Um, I'm going to major in physical education and minor in athletic coaching. So you want to be a high school PE teacher and a soccer coach someday. Exactly. Maybe that. even a tennis coach. Yeah, even Who knows? That. Who How knows? about you? Why would you pick? Um, I knew that I wasn't going to be done with soccer. I just knew that I was not ready to be done. So I was looking for to play college soccer. And then Dave Musso, who's the head coach at Lindenwood, he ran a training 
for my soccer team, like my club soccer team. And I was in eighth grade, so I couldn't talk to any of the coaches yet. And then I kept him in mind because I knew I loved him. And then whenever time came, I sent him the emails and then I busted my butt and then he gave me an offer. What's it like playing for Coach Prasma? A joy every be, single day. Be careful. Day. A joy. <laughs> what does he do to make it joyous? Well, I kind of block him out, so I don't <laughs> Coach, yeah, at least some, they're being truthful. Some days we have to. Some days we do. Well, I know exactly what he's thinking, so if, I, like, if I'm going to make a pass, I'm like, oh, shoot, no, he'll get mad at me. <laughs> what does he want you to do with the ball? He wants me to play wide every single time, and I don't listen. And play passes that you're actually looking at. Play pass to the ground to our team. So I'm that sounds like <laughs> solid strategy to me. <laughs> Coach, these girls are full of personality. I mean, like, did you pick your captains by which girls told the best jokes? <laughs> I would be honestly, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I picked these two as captains because they're they're definitely true leaders. Uh, when they step on the field, they're just nothing but all business and. If I want the other players to be able to step on the field and do what my captains do, then when these two step on the field, it's 110%. And I think that the other girls see how hard they work. And they, they do work harder than anybody. Uh, and, and I think that kind of brings the rest of the team up. Is being a leader something that you girls take seriously? Is that a big deal to you? Yes, very, very. How would you describe your leadership style? Um, I just... I'm friends with all the girls, so it's kind of, it was a challenge, like, getting them to listen to me, and instead of, like, cracking jokes, so then I crack jokes until it's time to be serious, and then I'm like, okay, seriously, like, let's listen, and then they all just stop talking and listen to me. Postseason starts this week, right? Uh, it starts next week on the 16th. Okay, sorry, next, next weekend. What are we looking forward to this year from the Warriors in the postseason? What's, what's going to be our focus? Well, take game by uh, day by day, game by game. Uh, we play Quincy on the 16th at Quincy. Uh, obviously, we have to get past the first one, uh, and then Edwardsville and Collinsville play in the other game in the regional. Uh, you know, we have not played Edwardsville yet, so it'll be if if we make it past uh, Quincy and and we have Edwardsville and, and Collinsville. Collinsville we played before. They're playing a lot better the last few games. And they just had a win over Alton, I saw. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, both of them will be a challenge. Obviously, Edwardsville is playing extremely well. They have like a eight, nine, ten game win streak going. Um, and they're scoring a lot of goals as, as, you know, as we are. So it could possibly be a slugfest. Wide open style for the Warriors this year? Uh, it's been pretty wide open. I mean, obviously, we want the girls to uh, possess the ball as much as possible. Um, and they have uh, a couple times that we've had uh, some difficult games is when we, we don't possess the ball. Uh, but our, obviously, our, our goal scoring, our offense uh, has been one of the better, t better teams that I've seen that we've had uh, as far as scoring goals. I mean, they've scored close to 50 goals already this year as a team, and we've only given up, I think, 11 or 12. So, I mean, that makes a huge difference. Um, whenever we play teams, I just don't think that they understand what they're getting into sometimes with our offense because uh, we can come from all sides. It's, it's difficult to play defense against our team. How long have you been coaching girls, and have you always coached girls? Did you ever coach guys? I have n never coached boys at all. I ha have a daughter that's 33 years old. Um, I started coaching her, her team whenever they were little, and uh, I've just stayed with the girls ever since. I coached club team with the Elks organization in Granite City. I played for the Elks back in the days for uh, Ed Robinson. Yep. So we, we've I've, I've been involved in that. I was actually head of the Elks pro program for 15 years, and and uh, being a club coach and. And I decided uh, it was time to move on. Uh, the opening came up, and I applied for it, and fortunately they, they, they gave it to me. When people say you're coaching girls, what's that like? What do you say? <laughs> I, I enjoy, enjoy coaching the girls because uh, they actually, you know, I, I tell them every year, you know, as long as you guys respect me, I'll respect you just as 
as much as you know even though i'm i'm in i'm 63 years old i've been around for a long time and a lot of these girls when i'm coaching are 14 15 16 17 you know these two i think are 18 uh but they they give me the respect that i think i deserve and i give them a respect that they that they do deserve you know because they're basically that that they're the ones that are stepping on the field to to work and and as long as they're working, I don't have any problems with them. How does coaching soccer compare to what your career was? Fire chief, that's life and death. Life and death you're talking about there. How, does that, how did that prepare you for being a soccer coach? Well, I can attribute some of this to Coach Baker as well. You know, Coach Baker was a philosopher. Um, used a lot of words that uh, back when I was playing, three-fourths of us didn't even understand what they meant. Um, as uh, as a fireman, and, a, and then ended up as a chief for thirty years. Uh, I, I learned to respect people because not everybody has it as well as other people do, and we see a lot of those people. So you, you have to put yourself sometimes down to, in, into their level, uh, and that's what makes this a little bit easier for me. Is that even though they're fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years old, and I'm kind of an old school person that I can bring myself down to, to their level. I mean, and we have fun. We, you know, we, we goof around and joke around. But, uh, you know, they, they, they know that when it's time to be a soccer player and get down to business, that they, they actually know. Just like Peyton said, Peyton can read my mind. Peyton knows, and Ella knows. That's why they're my captains. They, they know what's coming. So they'll, they'll get to the girls before I do. Yeah. All right. It's hot outside. Does that change the game for you? You know, I've actually noticed that within the last week and a half when the temperature has gone, gone up because most of the year we played whenever it's cold and windy. And the wind has been just absolutely horrendous it's this year. It's been tough. Uh, it's been tough and cold and yeah. rainy. And the heat, you can already tell the difference in the girls. I mean, they, they get a little bit tired, a little bit quicker. Uh, we, you know, we have, as probably every, every team has, is that, you know, you have a couple with some asthma and you got to get, got to keep the inhaler with you. And so it, I, I think it's, it's, uh, it, it'll be a, a big difference. The, the fitness part will be a big difference in the next couple of weeks. And I think the first hot game, the first hot game is the one when the kids' bodies haven't acclimated themselves like, like they normally will. So the first hot, hot one is the one you got to really watch out for. And because it's hot, Spring is here, so it's time to check your air conditioning unit. Viviano Heating and Air Conditioning is a family-owned and operated HVAC company that strives to provide quality heating and cooling services throughout the Metro East, including Edwardsville, Collinsville, Belleville, Troy, O'Fallon, Granite City. A proud train distributor, their technicians install and service all makes and models of equipment. Whether you're looking to maintain, repair, or replace, Viviano has you covered. For service you can trust, don't hesitate to call Viviano today at 618-345-7498 or visit them online at VivianoAir.com. It's hard to stop a train. All right, I just had the Edwardsville track girls, the throwers on here, and they're getting ready to go to Mizzou and off to their respective schools. And I said, what are you going to miss about Edwardsville? Same question for you girls. I know you've had a great time at Granite. What are you going to miss about Granite City High School? I'm going to miss just the people. Like, I've always, I literally grew up with all of the people here. I could probably tell you anyone at our school, and I know them because I talk a lot. But I'm just going to miss them and not seeing them every day. I don't think it's hit me yet. Like, I do not feel like I'm a senior. I think we're going to come back next year, super senior. How about you? Just like Peyton said, the people, like, I love just seeing them every day, and especially all the soccer girls just playing with my best friends every day. I'll probably miss that the most. And just high school soccer. I just love it and the atmosphere and everything about it. More fun than club? For me, it depends on the person. It's a little different, isn't it? Yeah, but I like high school more than club. The style is different, but... You know, in club, it's nice. You've got your parents there, and you want to win, and you love the girls you're playing with, but it's not the same as having that school. Mm-hmm. It's not the same as that school vibe, right? That's what I try to tell them all to say. I mean, those, those four years go by so quick, and, you know, if you don't really sit down and enjoy it and try to do the best that you can to be the most successful that your team possibly can, then uh, after you get done, there's going to be a lot of regret. 
Well, it sounds to me like you guys have uh, have gotten the most out of your high school experience, but you're getting down to those last few days here, man. You got to pinch yourselves once in a while and be like, "Oh my God, this is I can't believe it! I can't believe it's already over, right?" Mm-hmm. Especially because it was only three years. Yeah, we lost our freshman year. Yeah, yep. we talked about that with the last with the mm-hmm. last group too. Very unfortunate. Feel, you know, what? no matter what happens, you never take it for granted now, do you? Nope. No. After that year, never. you know where you thought. Yeah, this is so much worse than just losing. You know, <laughs> yeah. losing sucks, but at least when you lose, you get to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially because we actually had started, I think we were a week, week and a half into practice. Yeah. yeah. It was like yeah. a day before our first game yeah. is when it was canceled. Our first game was the first day of quarantine. <laughs> tough, man. Yeah, it was very tough. The one thing I would say about being a, a fire chief is you're managing a bunch of adults. You got to manage people. You got to manage all the firemen and organize them and motivate them. And you got to be able to relate to all kinds of different personalities. It's people managing. And I think you got to do that as a good coach too. Is there any correlation between that? There's, that's a perfect correlation. Um, You know, that we have guys on the fire department that range from 21 to, you know, guys that are as old as I am. Um, And, but, you know, th- these girls are so respect- respectful is that it, it, it is fun being around them. And I told them, you know, I'm going to talk down to your – I'm not even going to talk down to a level that you have. I want you – I'm going to talk to you like an adult. And uh, that's why we get along so well. I mean, that's, these, these girls are extremely respectful. It's, it's almost just exactly the same. And, I, and the, other, the last thing that I want to talk about is I feel like this is – the greatest time in the history of women's soccer in, in this area. Women's soccer has never been as good as it is right now. Yeah. You agree with that statement? I totally agree. Totally agree. You know, and that's been the way with, uh, you know, like the boys back in the day whenever, you know, Granite City was winning a bunch of uh, championships. But, you know, Granite City was really one of the few teams around here that actually played the game all year long. Yes. And now uh, with – all the teams that are kind of gelling together uh, with getting a lot of players that play for really good club teams, whether it be over in St. Louis or here at Gallagher or Gateway, uh, all the other clubs that are around here, uh, the the amount of talent that every team has, it just it's just hard to even get out of this area before you even try to go to go up to Chicago. It's crazy how many good teams yes. and incredible female players there are, yes. and I, I I guess probably the time that I first realized it was a couple years ago when there was a, a clean sweep for the Metro East. Yep. Yep. All three classifications mm-hmm. were from this area. And I thought, wow, that's, that's really amazing because I haven't been doing the podcast for that long. So honestly, I hadn't really been paying attention. So what do you attribute that to? Just all the clubs and all the fact that there's so much, so many different opportunities to play. How does that happen? Well, you know, in 2011, whenever uh, we won our first girls state championship, it happened then too, because Triad and uh, Alton Marquette both won. Um, I ju- I just think that the excitement from just even getting past this area, getting out of the regional and sectional of downstate, and then finally making it up to Chicago, it's just the excitement that it brings. That you know, when the girls step on the field, they just they want to play and win. And I think that uh, sometimes the Chicago teams kind of take us a little lightly. I don't think they do anymore. I mean, because if they do, it's a huge mistake. I think I think programs like yours and uh, Triad have have alerted them. I think if they're still sleeping on the Metro East, I think that would that would be pretty stupid. And I think the thing about soccer is almost anybody can win. It really takes you know just one fluky play, and and you never know or one call or anything like that, and that. It kind of makes it more exciting too. Oh, it's very exciting. Will you alter the style of your of your team at all in the playoffs? Will you will you be a little bit more conservative or anything? I think it sometimes depends on who we play. I mean, the girls have a pretty good idea of you know who's on what teams uh, because they play at such a high level, and then and a lot of the girls that are on like say O'Fallon, Edwardsville, Belleville West, all the teams that we play from around here, they have a pretty good idea of of who they're playing against, and sometimes they you know. They'll look at me and go, hey, coach, we, we have this. I, I have that girl in the middle. I, I'll take care of her. I, I, you know, she's fast, and I know what, you know, she uses her left foot and a lot, or she'll turn to her left. Or I mean, 
They're, they're incredible. They almost already know it before I even really give them the. So idea. the girls are actually the ones that are coming up with with some of the defensive foci oh, sometimes. Absolutely. Yes. Really. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's really cool. I'll look at Prasma and I'll be like, "Hey, this isn't working. We need to fix this." Or I'll just talk to Ella and we'll just yeah, change we'll it. just know. We'll be like, "Oh, she's not marking this girl like." We yeah. need to be on her, just like switching something, or just like even letting the entire team know before, like, hey, this girl up here is good. Stay on her the entire time. Yeah, or just like, hey, this girl can't use her left foot. Just yeah. bank her go left. Like, oh, you can go ride around this girl every time. Like, go. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to make your job easier, knowing that you've got this kind of leadership <laughs> and this kind of savvy, and also that these girls are comfortable enough to make those kind of calls. Well, we talked. Uh, a little bit. They were captains last year as juniors. I like to have a couple girls or a girl uh, as a junior captain so that they can get an idea of, of what I expect out of them. And because it, it does take a lot. Because like Peyton said, you know, sometimes when you're a captain and trying to have your friends listen to what you say, especially this year with them having eight more seniors besides these two, sometimes those, that, that peer thing just kind of gets in the way. But... Uh, they, I told them at the beginning of the year, you know, captains, uh, the, the team is the one that runs the show. You know, yeah, we're going to guide you, but you guys, when you're on the field playing, you guys, through your conversation with them, are the ones that are going to take care of the business, and, and they do. You sound like Darren Kimball. He said, he said the same thing. He said, you know, the, the players own the locker room. I'm going to intervene if I need to. If I need to step in, I'm going to step in. Otherwise, it's, it's your team. Put the, put the onus of leadership on the kids. I think it's good for you for trusting the kids and good for you for, for standing up and uh, keeping things going. It sounds like you've you got a lot of faith in these girls. Yeah, I have all the faith in the world. Dude. All right, Coach. Well, good luck the rest of the season. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be rooting for you. I'll put, it, I'll put it to you that way. Ladies, good luck, and good luck uh, at the next level. Good Thank luck you. all offseason. I Thank appreciate you. you coming in. and Congratulations on your great careers, and congratulations on your great year thus far. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to uh, the Metro Esports podcast tonight. And big thanks to guests George Suggs from McKendry Basketball, Dallas Jenkins and Caitlin Morningstar from EHS Tracks, Track, and Coach Prasma and his captains Peyton Hatfield and Ella Hickam. Hickam? Yes. Last name is killing me. Hickam. All right. For partners, Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams Marquee, Blasting Game Group, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oak Brook Golf Club, Viviano Heating and Air Conditioning, and Wang Gang Asian Eats. And for associate producers, Keaton Anderson and Connor Hinterser, thank you for listening to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East. And how are those milkshakes that, that Ryan O'Day brought out, girls? I by haven't the even way? touched them yet. I was of, getting nervous. Go ahead, gonna... take a bite and tell me how it, it looks really good. Tell me what you think. That's good. That's good? Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks, girls. Thank you. Thank you.